What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of SSPN Live, the first of 2023, Ethan. Happy New Year's to you. Happy New Year to you too, buddy. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a new year, but it's also like the same. What do you, what do you kind of think of, of New Year's resolutions? I don't know why we're starting off with that, but. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, mm-hmm. just because it's the start of a new year, you're going to change all of a sudden. I doubt it. <laughs> Nobody yeah. ever really like sticks to it. It's yeah. a, to me, it's like a, it's, it's a good excuse, I guess, to just get with your, your friends and, and, and party for one night, have an excuse to make a fool out of yourself, I guess. But you know, I don't drink, so it's really, it's not even that for me. It's just like another day <laughs> of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a good reset to kind of be like, okay, this is where we're at. But yeah, I feel like you gotta you gotta take action in the first yeah. place. But anyways, enough about that. We can talk about the Spurs a little bit, Ethan. And they had a crazy end to their 2022 in a 126 to 125 loss to the uh, the the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know why I was about to say the Magic. I guess it's just they're both blue. But Luca, man, that game was just tragic in so many ways. Not only did you have the Trey Jones missed free throw at the end, but like before that, you had the Sohan steal where you could have taken the lead and you would have been able, it would have made the pop quote from like a couple weeks ago, like so meme worthy because you would have held him under 49, but instead you have to foul. It's like if Sohan makes that shot, then you hold Luka to 50, under 50 and win. But of course, I mean, he's just like, I want to talk about him a little bit. I know that this is obviously a Spurs show, but like, you know, really looking at the stuff that he's doing this year, like with the 60-20-10 game earlier, Mm. like, He's it's it's crazy because this is like his third season in the league or fourth season in the league, something like that. And he's like, it's like he's almost he already feels like an all time great, which is crazy. Yeah, I feel bad for Luca. <laughs> I love Luca Doncic. Let me, let me he's annoying. Like Don't get me wrong. He complains a lot. But like talent wise, like he's just incredible. He's all he's on another planet. Like. Right. He's similar to so many guys, but at the same time, he's so unique because you want to compare him to Larry Bird, right? Everybody does because he's a white guy and that's not very athletic. That's pretty much good <laughs> at everything except for right. defense, right? That's mm. his only weakness. Uh, but at the same time, they're totally different. You know, Larry was much more of a, a low post threat and a, and also a better three-point shooter percentage-wise. But then mm. you also compare him to James Harden. At the same time, you can compare him to LeBron James. You, you, he is just a one-man wrecking crew, and there's no way to stop him. Not one defender can stop him, but if you set a double team, he's going to find the open man every single time. He gets all the calls that he wants because he's already an all-star. He, he is annoying to play against, but the Mavericks are my second favorite team, and Luka's my favorite player currently in the league. Um, so it's it's tough to see him beat us like this, but at the same time, like He does this to Luka, everybody. Yeah, this is just regularly scheduled programming. And for us to be in this game at all um, says something about the Spurs and our effort going into this game, um, especially offensively to kind of come back and whittle their lead down toward the end. Mm-hmm. I didn't get right. to watch the game game firsthand. I had to listen Neither to it I. and then watch the highlights afterwards. Um, but it seemed like a, like a, a good – if we had won, it would have been a very big moral victory. I know we lost by one point. I still think there's a lot of things we could take from it, um, just some some – miscues like you said Zohan's miss layup at the end it's just one of those things you got to live with and then Trey missing the tying free throw and then a bunch of mistakes again early on defensively and then Luka Doncic is just like you said on a different level yeah and you in Christian Wood it's like 
if you put Christian Wood next to Doncic, like most nights he's going to get 25 because yeah. it's just the attention that he draws. But like one of the things that I was thinking about just looking at this game, I think this kind of goes into what we were talking about in the last post game we did with like the team is getting better. Yeah. Like earlier in the season when they went down against this team, it would have been a 30 point win for the for the Mavericks. And instead sure. we fought back, had a chance to tie it, go to overtime at the end. Yeah, it doesn't work out. But like when I look at that Trey Jones miss free throw, I know obviously those are mistakes, but it's like also this is what we've been talking about all year. It's just they're young guys. They're going to have to play through these mistakes, get these reps in these situations. So then, you know, in the future, they're going to be more comfortable and they'll be able to make the play. And that's just what this year is. So the fact they were even in that game last night, like you said, was was impressive to me. And the the most glaring thing negatively about the game last night, Romeo 0 for 6 from the field, minus 16. Yeah. Like, that's tough. Like, to go Only from 17 20, minutes, yeah. yeah and then Malachi, Malachi ends up having more minutes from, from, than him because of that. Yeah. But Malachi is not a defensive stopper like Romeo. And then it's, it sucks because we were so high on Romeo for a second there because he was, he was yeah. really doing well. I don't, I don't think this is what he'll be for the rest of the season, but it sucks that it had to be tonight against Luca when we really could have used him just a to shot score a literally guys. one yeah, shot one from shot. him in this game he was over six we lose and by one had we uh, had Devin maybe a different outcome right that's a really good point there too yeah uh our man Dylan Nellis is in the comments here he says are you guys surprised by how bad our defense is I was expecting the Spurs to be better on defense than offense and I'm pretty sure we are not yeah we're near like the bottom of the league and like I think every like I want to say we're last in like the top three like defensive like stats or whatever they show it on the broadcast every time it's like defensive rating we're last and then it's like there's two other categories I forget what they are but the point is we're near the bottom um and Ethan you shook your head I'm, I'm with you I'm not really surprised just because of how young we are it's not because they're bad on defense like athletically it's just they're so young and they got to figure out schemes and understand rotations I mean there was a, one of the other games I watched recently had to be like one of the last three games like I was watching Keldon or somebody like literally yelled and like the first quarter was like rotate like you know and that's just what it is it's that it's learning rotations and learning how to play together with the team that's been riddled with injuries all year long and on top of that is one of the youngest teams in the league but then also we're just not we're not that good offensively on most nights like and if we're mm-hmm. having a bad night getting back in transition has been a struggle all year long and that's where teams are really getting their easy baskets is just beating us you know coming back because we're missing a lot of shots yeah. Yeah. Well, looking into 2023, Ethan, there's there's a lot for the Spurs. You got this upcoming draft. Yep. Well, first of all, the lottery before the draft, because mm. the Spurs, it's looking like what? 12 and 31 at this point. No, 31. I'm, I'm, I'm bad there. 12 and 24. <laughs> Let me give us a little bit more respect. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Seven and 13 at home, by the way. Um, but, uh, you know, moving into this season at the end of the year that will happen in 2023. Um, going to be in the lottery, right? Yeah. Then next year, like, I, I guess it depends on who you get to where you set expectations, but I still, I wouldn't say like, I would say next year, once again, it depends on who you draft, but, but a lot of stuff is going to happen in, in 2023 and potentially maybe you're in a position where if you end up winning the sweepstakes and get something, somebody like a Victor Wembanyama, um, or Yama. Maybe you end up making some moves. Maybe you end up trying to contend, or maybe you just continue to grow with this young core. Um, but just kind of what are your overall thoughts on all the potential things looming in this year, Ethan? It's an exciting 2023. 
you know, trade deadlines coming up faster than anything. Uh, I think it's mid-February, right? It was right before the All-Star weekend. I think it's the third weekend in February. Uh, so you can see Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott getting moved for potentially some picks. Uh, I doubt it will be that many picks. Maybe one first, mm-hmm. like a protected first and a couple seconds. Who knows? Will we keep Jakob? A lot of questions there. Yeah. Um, the draft, if, if we hit, then I could see us trying to make some moves the next year. But it all depends on whether or not we get Victor Wimbanyama. Like the top five, we, we've been talking about this. I don't know as much as you do about each prospect. The top five, from what I'm hearing, is pretty much guaranteed like a really, really good player. It but seems like it. Victor Wimbanyama seems otherworldly. He seems like a yes. guy that can come in, kind of like how Zion has come in. He seems like Tim Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he could have an immediate. In so impact. many different ways, except for a lot of different other things. But Tim Duncan wasn't in the crossovers, Victor was, but just in the fact of like a generational big anyways i think the hope with victor is you know a lot of these number one number two picks jabari smith and not paolo because they're actually winning but jabari smith a lot of these guys they come in they're super raw but super talented but there doesn't translate to wins immediately mm-hmm. with victor you don't know he could be like a zion where two years into his contract they're already in the playoffs and then now this year he's pretty much like they're trying to make a finals run right like the right not so there. that's the hope with Victor Wimbanyama. And honestly, that's the hope with Scoot Henderson, who a lot of people think is one of the best point guard prospects to come out in quite a long time. Um, so if we are managed to land one of those two guys, I could see us trying to make some moves. But at the same time, who are we going to move? Cause, right. And you, you might know, as well just roll with the core anyway, because they're going to be a year better. That's what I was going to say. I and, think- and that rookie's going to be locked up for four years regardless on the rookie deal. And yeah. I, I, that's what I would prefer. I'm leaning more into that. I know it's like at the beginning of the year, you go through the loss streak after you start five and two and everything looks great. But it's like there's so many – they're going to be a lottery team and they're not going to have a great record. But there's so many like good things happening with this. Like think about year two, Sohan. Yeah. Like, and Malachi and Blake. Like we have so many people. Like it's going to be – it's going to be very interesting. Like these, this team might be a lot better than it is this year, next year, if with the same roster. The thing I could see happening, I agree with you, by the way, how we're just going to roll with the young core for now, um, going into next year after the draft. Um, what I could see happening, though, is after whoever we draft's rookie year, letting some of our younger role players maybe walk, maybe not, or trade them for future assets and trying to sign some more veteran, you know, capable of winning now role players right you know what i mean because the young core is the future keldon sohan devon whoever we draft uh but, you know guys like romeo langford zach collins stanley johnson will we continue to keep them moving forward roby i you know like I'm sure i got go What's ahead that? sorry i didn't interrupt you but i got yeah. one that while you're saying that specifically like talking about that specific subject there's mm-hmm. one thing that like we might move one of these core guys that feels like a core core guy. And I feel like the main person that could potentially be is Trey Jones, That's especially say, yeah. if we draft Eamon Thompson or Scoot Henderson in the draft, but we'll get really yeah. co- good compensation for Trey. It will suck, but it's like, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, we're going to go with Blake just riding on potential. Um, and if you have one of those guys, I, I mean, maybe you trade Blake, but I feel like they're going to keep, they're going to roll with him as the backup. And then, if we draft one of those elite playmakers, you know, we might How move many, Trey. What's Trey's contract look like? Is he coming up on his last year, next year? Or is he on a qualifying right now? So I believe after this season, it would be quali- like we'd have to extend a qualifying offer this this year because okay. he was a second round pick. So yeah. it wasn't as long. Um, yeah. 
but also I want to reply to Dylan's comment here from earlier. He was saying, so the right body's not enough reps. Um, you know, like we're kind of talking here, there might be some changes here and there, but for the most part, like we're talking about with the young core, we believe in these guys. Of course, that's just our opinion. Maybe we're proven wrong over time, but it seems like they're getting better this season. Um, and then Dylan is also asking, who do you like after Scoot and Wemby? I sent you some of his highlights. I'm I'm all on the Eamon Thompson train. Um, but I also think like there's like you said, the top five is really good. So like even if we don't get him, if we're in that top five, we're going to get a really good player, um, whether that's Nick Smith from Arkansas. There's so many guys that are up there, but I really like Eamon Thompson. I just think he is a, mm. he's six, seven dynamic. Um, I was almost about to compare him to LaMelo, but mm. I don't, he is a good shooter. And but I would say he's dunking on people more than LaMelo did. But okay. the thing is, though, like, I wonder how if you compare overtime elite and the NBL, which is where LaMelo played, that actually the more I'm thinking about that, that might actually be a really good comparison. But okay. maybe not like that immediate of like a score, or, you know, and I, I think that won't happen anyway, because it's the Spurs system. Maybe not the immediate impacts LaMelo had, maybe a little bit lower ceiling, but an all star potentially for sure. He's the best player coming out of OT. Mm-hmm. So. You know what I'm forgetting about, Drew, that I just remembered? We have more than just our own picks. So that could yes. also be a trade asset, or we could just roll with all these picks, and then in two years, all we'll have is just a bunch just of roll guys the dice, under 24 right. and just see what happens, see if one of right. them hits. So. Yeah, it, that's like definitely something the Spurs have been doing, for sure. I feel like that's over the past couple years, especially in like the exit from the DeRozan era, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of what we've been doing. And it worked with Keldon. The weird thing yeah. is, is it's like it's been a thing for the Spurs like over time when you go back to, I mean, I guess Lonnie didn't necessarily hit, but Derek and DeJounte at, or not, yeah, Derek and DeJounte at 29 also definitely hit. So they have some history there. I mean, really, you look at Malachi and Blake. Those are both two guys in the 20s. And, mm-hmm. and maybe those are future starters. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So... Definitely, I think that's something that the Spurs will do moving forward. Got our man Eric Piscina in here. He says, Happy New Year's, fellas. I've come to the realization that not trading the three players and all the rumors will be a failure. Failure. So what rumors are you preferring? Jakob, Josh, and Doug, I think is what he's referring to. I I don't know if not. I could see all three of them, too. I don't know if trading Jakob would be like not trading Jakob would be a failure. I don't think that necessarily, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I like all of them. I think in the context of this season, it's not really going to matter. Um, just because we're yeah. going to be going in the lottery, whether or not we have those guys on the roster, it's just, do we want to give, you know, Blake Wesley and Malachi, you know, and, and Romeo Lankford, even like all of the reps off the bench. I think that's really the question. And maybe it's also that you get some good picks. Like if, like if somebody comes in and is like, Hey, here's a 2025 first round pick for Josh Richardson or for Doug McDermott. I think you take that. Cause that's just, you know, easy. Um, and then the other thing is with that, you, you don't have to worry about at that point, you could sign Charles Basie off of a two way because then yeah. you'd have an open roster spot and then you don't have to, you know, manage his minutes. He was, uh, or manage his days in the NBA. Speaking of that, the Austin Spurs, I was watching their game right before him. They ended up losing, but saw some good things from Blake Wesley and saw some great things from Charles Bassey as well. He's just a beast down there. And Alizé Johnson, man, <laughs> he was in there making clutch buckets, dude. Did you see he bought the entire Austin Spurs team and like coaching staff, like a new pair of shoes? Yeah, 
I did. It's crazy. Wild. Alize Johnson goaded Spur, even though he's someone <laughs> we don't really want on the court. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to RR210 Texas. Another thing they were actually talking about is apparently he might be one of the guys who gets the 10 day contract, like one of the first people to get that. Um, mm. Because that's coming up in like three days, I believe. 10 day contracts will start. So maybe be on the lookout for that with the Spurs. It probably won't be anybody we keep. Um, not saying it's going to be Alize because it, it seemed like the broadcast was alluding to somewhere else. Um, but maybe we'll pick up somebody on a 10 day in the coming days. Luka Samanich. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, bring okay, him now. The, the, predictions for Lucas Samanich in 2023. He'll be on another G League team next year and just getting 30 and 10 every night. Is he still, and then, is he still in the main Celtics? I, th- I think he's on the G League team. He's on the, is he on Ignite? No way he's on Ignite. No, 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 no. I he's on the Celtics G League team. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 The main the West, Celtics. Is that what they're called? The main Celtics? Yeah. I thought you meant like the sure. main, as in like the Celtics. I was like, no, 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 no. no, I meant like the state, the main. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, okay. There we go. He's going to win a ring. Oh, boy. oh my gosh. This is another great point from Dylan. And this is something that we, you know, talked about a little bit, but I think this would be something I'd really like to talk about more in depth here. And that's just Stanley Johnson. Um, Dylan says Stanley seems like he could have some potential. I, mm. he's only 26 is the crazy thing. So maybe the yeah. Spurs can bring a little bit more out of him. A former number eight pick from Arizona. Um, so, you know, Sean Elliott was loving that on the broadcast. <laughs> Every time he'd do something good, yeah. he was just like, well, you know, he's from Arizona. So, anyways. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the thing that has most surprised me is his shooting. Yeah, me as well. Yeah. He's, he's what are some other things impact. that you've liked? Yeah, he's... He, he's very similar to Keita Bates-Diop as far as role. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't make a lot of dumb plays. You know, doesn't play outside of his, himself. Um, mm-hmm. Much better shooter than I expected and you expected, you just said. And defensively, he's always been pretty good. Um, he's a stout build, so he can guard like fours and threes. But he's also, I think mm-hmm. he came in in the league as a two. So he can pretty much yep. guard one through four, um, which we obviously love. Versatile defense is very important to the Spurs. Um, I think that his biggest positive is just his lack of negatives. Like he right. doesn't make any mistakes and that's huge, especially when he's playing alongside a lot of young guys, you know, mm-hmm. they might make mistakes, but it's not going to be on him. And that's all we need from him. Uh, and, but he's only 26. So I can't even say he's old. So I don't have any problem right. keeping him, you know, for the next couple of years, as long as we don't have to pay him big money. I doubt we will because he's, he's still not averaging crazy numbers, uh, but I've been very impressed contract. with Stanley yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I've been I echo everything that you just said. And uh, our man Rob Martinez was asking, uh, my question is definitely around Stanley. How long do we see him as a spur? Um, well, I think if he keeps playing the way he's playing, I think there's definitely a chance we bring him back as of right now, just on a minimum. Um, and he'll be an unrestricted free agent this summer. But with the way he's been playing and the way his career is gone, I feel yeah. like he would definitely want to come back. Um, and that would be somebody that, you know, you talked about bringing in maybe some like, you know, win now role players. I know that he seems like not that, but it's like he before is. he was on the Bulls and the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, exactly. That he could be one of those guys that could be super cheap and someone that you can like, really, he's like your third string four, but 
because of his versatility, you can play him at other positions. And whenever there's an injury or somebody's having a bad game, one of your young guys is just really in their head. He's someone you can throw in there and he's going to settle the, I said this on the last one, he's going to kind of like settle the dust. Like he's going to relax everything, not make any mistakes and just do his job. You know who he kind of reminds me of now that I'm thinking about it? Who? Jay Crowder. That's a very good comparison, especially with his shooting. And he's 245, mm-hmm. got that big body, and they kind of started playing him at the four, even though he was 6'6". That's a really good comparison. And Jay Crowder was a second-round pick. Like, obviously not, not as much potential as Stanley, but mm-hmm. similar so far careers as far as bouncing around the G League a little bit, finding their way some rotational minutes and some you know pretty decent teams. And then now, or not now because he's not playing, but the past couple of years playing on some contenders in a, you know, very important role position so no that's a that's a really good comparison i'm trying to think of just some other storylines in 2023 ethan for the spurs Mm. are there any that pop into your head i know you went over a lot of them earlier i'm trying to think i guess maybe pop does he retire because that that seems more of in question just with all yeah. the things that we're hearing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year if he called it, but like we said earlier, after like very early in the season, y'all can go back to the post game um, when they played in Minnesota and the Minnesota broadcasters were talking about how Sean was like, I don't know, he really likes being around B- Brett Brown and mm-hmm. this you know new young team has kind of reinvigorated him. He likes teaching. He hasn't done it in a while. And it's like, especially this looking at this draft lottery see look what we need it's 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 going to be some adam silver rigging for us that's that's what's going to happen it's going to be just like david griffin when he went to the pelicans and he got zion and before that he got the number one pick with the Cavs and used it to trade for kevin love when they traded andrew wiggins right when they got lebron Mm -hmm. that's some david griffin always gets the number one pick randomly it's going to be just like when david got hurt except we don't have a david and it's going to be, we're going to be the worst team in the league and we're going to get the number one pick and we're going to get Victor. I've never wanted anything more. <laughs> Just because it would Victor be so Wembenyama. eerily, it would be so eerily similar, dude. Like I know he's different in the fact that like, obviously he's, I mean, he still has a post-up game, but he can take the ball up the court and play and like do crossovers like a guard at seven foot four. Like that's, yeah. that's something Timmy was not doing. But in the sense of like a consensus number one overall pick, like you can go, like if I Google right now, Victor Wembanyama, Tim Duncan, what comes up is it's like, he's the first consensus number one overall pick since Tim Duncan. Like that's, I mean, obviously there've been a lot of other consensus LeBron. number one picks, right there. Yeah. That's, that's a very key one. Thank you for saying that. LeBron but like, James. like, a, but like a Anthony Edwards, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Anyways. Like I said, like if you Google it, literally there's a bunch of articles about it. And so it just, it, it, yeah, that's why Spurs fans really want that. Not only is he really good, but it just feels like it's like after we traded DeJounte and then randomly there's this foreign center who played on Tony Parker's French team. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, it has Spurs written all over yes, it. Yes, it's that, exactly. Uh, that's, that's the thing. And it's like, there's all those articles too about how he's going to like bring like an estimated like 500 million 
or something just ridiculous, you know, to whatever franchise he's drafted by. And it's like for the Spurs, that would be so huge for the city. Like it just would be, it would be, it would be like a a Disney movie. Can you imagine Dylan just put the lineup if we drafted him up on the, in the comments, that's a mean, that is a really, really solid team right there. Yeah. So for those of y'all listening on podcast, we know hey, we have a, we have a really solid podcast base. Um, yeah, and just wanted to shout out them because like we did the Spotify rap thing and there's people from different countries, like a lot of listeners consistently. So we appreciate y'all listening on audio. Uh, with Dylan's lineup was Trey Jones, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, and Victor Wembenyama. Yeah, that would be really nice. I love, <laughs> but of course, first, like first, everybody's begging for this in the bottom of the yeah. league, the Pistons, everybody else is just like us. So, and just a waiting game into the lottery. I think it's. I mean, I know everyone says that Devin being hurt is like a little cheesy or, or not cheesy, questionable. Like, is he mm-hmm. really hurt? I think he is because that's just not the, that's not what the Spurs do. You know what I mean? Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to win. Obviously, we just happen to be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, but we still don't have the worst record, which bugs a lot of Spurs fans, I'm sure, because pretty difficult to watch. Yeah. Well, MEZ says, I think Spurs nations should concentrate more on the other prospects instead of the French big guy. <laughs> and, and look, they definitely do need to pay attention to other ones. Because like we were saying earlier, like this draft, like the top five, like the draft in general is pretty loaded. I mean, you could get like a Keontae George out of Baylor, who's a really, really solid player it, at, at like, you know, in not even in the top five, you could get him in kind of that mm. six to 10 range. Um, yeah. But I could go down the list, but they definitely need to look into other prospects for sure. Because it's like, if you don't get the number one, you're not getting him. So literally all that matters with the lottery. So you don't want to have like all your chips in one basket um, and go into it, expecting that you're going to get him. Um, I know first last was talking about that earlier. We weren't saying for sure that it was automatic. We never said that it, he was yeah. automatic, that we were going to get him. We were just talking about the potential of that because we're going to be in basically have one of the five teams that probably has the highest odds. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of teams that tank every year. I feel like, you know, and that's just kind of is what it is. That's how the Sixers got Joel Embiid. And yeah, they sucked for a really long time, but you know, I, but I don't think the Spurs are trying to tank right now. I think we're just, we didn't try to really win in the off season because yeah. it, we'd rather give the reps to these guys. Like we talked about earlier, it seems like they're moving with this young core and they believe in these young guys. That's why they gave Keldon a $20 million a year contract, you know, extension before the season. And Devin will probably get one after the way he's played this year. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, you still when you're in that conversation and it's like actually realistic, you have a chance. It it is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Let's see. What are some other things in Spurs world? Because we were talking about Trey Jones would I would love to keep Trey Jones. We were talking about that earlier and you were talking about that lineup because I think he can continue to develop. and, And that would just like in that fantasy lineup, that would be like. He's just the perfect point guard who doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Like uh, the only thing we'd like him to be a better shooter, but he's proven he can get better. I I believe that he would continue to get better, even though he missed last night on the season. He's a ninety plus percent free throw shooter. Um, you know, moves the ball, all that stuff. So, um, just high IQ, great defensively. But 
a Spurs point guard. And our man Dylan was talking about how he's giving him Tony Parker vibes against the against the Mavericks earlier. And with his floater, I, I see what he's talking about. And the way he can take people off the dribble. He's fast. Like, that's something I think you mentioned earlier. Like, his speed is mm-hmm. really shown here. And that's something that's also reminiscent of Tony. And despite that one missed field goal, or uh, free throw, at the end of the last game to possibly tie it, he's been pretty clutch, too. Like, I'm super impressed with Trey Jones. Obviously, you know I've been on this train since we drafted him with the second-round pick. Um, just everything you want in a point guard. That's why, going into this draft, I really want a big guy. It doesn't have to be Wimby. I don't know mm-hmm. what quite what is available like you do. I haven't done any research on it. But I would like a five-man if we can. I guess, I mean, if there's not a five available, our next weakest position is technically the point guard, maybe. Unless you think Sohan. But Sohan, we just drafted at the four, and he's clearly improving and somebody that we want to build around at that four spot. So I'm fine with Trey Jones being for now, at least the point guard of our team for the future. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Definitely. Um, and, and the fact that we got him in the second round is that kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier also about just the way that the Spurs have been able to, you know, I mean, some of it is a little bit like with guys falling like Keldon and I would say Trey Jones too. Those were both kind of like higher, you know, um, mocked guys, if you will. So some of it's kind of fallen into their lap, but still they've made the right choices and and have got value out of those guys. Obviously there's some other ones that you can point out like a Quindary Weatherspoon or something. And even though Wee's camp didn't work out, the thing is, is both of those guys are still in the league though. So it's not like they drafted complete bums. Obviously they're not playing, um, but they have a lot of other examples where it's worked out really well too. Um, Yeah. And Miles says he believes that Trey can be, he wants Trey to be our second string point guard moving into the future, which I would totally be cool with too. Um, and Blake mm-hmm. could de- easily, he could just you know, yeah, transform. Right. I was about to say the um, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he had 20 points um, in his debut or not the debut, but the first game of like the real G league season, they've been playing for a long time, but like the record didn't count. So this past game, he had 21 points, one just one rebound and one assist, but he was scoring in that game. And this one, it seemed like he was distributing a little bit more still mainly, you know, more of kind of a DeJounte, not DeJounte, like probably more like I would say Tony, like not saying Blake Wesley is Tony Parker, but in the fact that he's a score first kind of point guard right now, still. You ready? Showtime on May 3rd. Summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Um. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I, I would love that too because I mean that's kind of what it is with Tyus as well. He at. I mean, that would be a luxury to have him as a backup if at his full potential, for sure. Absolutely. Miles is asking why we didn't trade Samanich. Honestly, looking back on it, I'm pretty sure it was like we had no time to trade him. You know, Because remember, it was that one <laughs> moment in that game where he decided not to go for that ball. It was the preseason game against the Magic, right. And we had to make a cut pretty much in the next day or two. To make to put our roster down to like where it had to be going into the regular season, so I just thought about this. I don't know why we've never thought about this before, but that they probably just didn't have time to trade him. Like teams are just like they have to get rid of somebody. They're going to get rid of this guy. Just wait until they cut him, and we'll pick him up in in waivers. 
Um, so that's probably what actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, when you were just giving like the, I don't care that he was giving off, like there was never, it, it just didn't. Yeah. His physical abilities were attractive, but his personality did not fit the mentality of the Spurs at all. Yeah, for sure. So Eric is asking about the way Blake is playing in Austin. Um, I'm going to pull up the stats for tonight's game. Um, I did see a couple misses, but like nothing, none of the shots that he was missing were, were bad shots. It was just, they were rimming out a little bit. Um, but he's played these past two games. They lost this one um, against the Stockton Kings today, but they won their first one forget who that was against i'm trying to find the g league website let me see has a lot of blake wesley's stats from <laughs> playing on the spurs but i'm that's another thing that we haven't talked about what we kind of alluded to on the last episode was blake wesley the return of him whenever he comes back on the spurs um I, i'm interested to see how long they keep him in the g league what are what are kind of your thoughts on that ethan uh, I was hoping they would bring him back pretty quick because mm-hmm. I, I thought I didn't expect him to still be in. Yeah, me neither. Like, ideally, he would be on the roster now because we need a backup point guard. Um, I think he shows glimpses of being a really good playmaker, and we're not winning, so we might as well throw him in there and see what he has, like the rest of these guys. But I could see the Spurs trying to keep him there at least until February, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, because then we'll start talking about trade. You know what I mean? And then Josh mm-hmm. Richardson, Doug McDermott, they might be on their way out, bring him in and just let him play at that's in that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't, when I did the thing with my face, I wasn't, that wasn't at you. I was on the G no, league website good. and went to the box score and it had nothing entered, but it's okay. Cause ESPN mm-hmm. has it too. But they did lose. Let's see what the score was. They have the score 108 to 94. So the Austin Spurs move to one and one um, in 2023. And I can't get this anywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to You're find good, it. You're good, dude. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I'm sure he did, you know, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, just about every other time, you know. Yeah, no, that that's that's very true. Um Let's see. What else in Spurs world? We've had Malachi Branham. We've seen his development, definitely. What are what are kind of your thoughts on him being a point guard? Because I've seen, I want to say I've seen MEZ talk about it a little bit, saying that he doesn't really like him being as much of a ball handler. Um, I would prefer him to be a two, but I do like him handling the ball a little bit just because of what I saw. What I mean, obviously there's mistakes this year, but I, I liked a lot of the playmaking that I saw in that 10-game stretch or even just throughout his time at Ohio State. Um, I, I'd rather have him as a 2-1. Like, I don't want him, like, playing the three, really, when we have other people on our roster. that would. I would rather play Devin or Kelton there or Romeo. Yeah, I like him at the two spot. Uh, he is a scorer. You know, he's not mm-hmm. a playmaker. He's not a Trey Jones type. He's not really a, a spot-up shooter at this point in his career. He's a guy that you, you know, run off screens, get him the ball, and let him go to work. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I would rather him be at the two spot. He gets to his spots easier. He's not really looking to playmake for others. But he has shown flashes of being capable at that. He had, what, seven assists in that 23-point game, something like that. You know, when the pass is there, he's going to make the right one. 
Um, he just doesn't have that natural inclination that I think Blake Wesley has or that Trey Jones has. Um, so it's he's right. in a tough spot right now because he's kind of being forced to do that because it's either him mm-hmm. or Josh Richardson off the bench right now. And mm-hmm. who do you want handling the ball? Because neither of them are true playmakers or true point guards. So might as well give it to to Malachi and see if he can kind of develop a little bit more of those skills because Jay Rich is kind of who he is at this point. Um, and he also isn't the greatest point guard. So I agree with what M.E.Z. always says, that we do need a backup point guard. To me, that's Blake mm-hmm. Wesley. And that's why I really want him to get back as soon as possible. But knowing the Spurs, he'll probably be in Austin for you know at least the next month. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking. I, I like I was thinking about it. I was like, watch, it's not going to be until March. Like <laughs> that's when we'll see Blake again uh, in San Antonio. But I did finally get the stats for this game while you were talking. So take take a wild guess who is the Spurs' leading scorer? You think? The Austin Spurs? <laughs> yeah, the Austin Spurs. Alize Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to guess his stat line? Uh, twenty. 20- Two, 22-16 rebounds. What? What is it? <laughs> That's actually super close. He had twenty three no and eleven. He had four uh-huh. steals. Yeah, I overshot eleven of sixteen. <laughs> you want to guess steals? Charles Bassey's? Yeah. Uh, per Bassey, less points, obviously. So I'm gonna go with with sixteen mm-hmm. and thirteen. That's also on the money. The rebounds a little bit off again, but seventeen and nine with two blocks. <laughs> I'm overhyping these guys. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, okay, so Blake, though, found a way to get 14 points, still not really doing too much else, in all honesty, other than scoring. But only two turnovers, two fouls, two assists, one rebound. 0 for 7 from 3, but I, I, I just think that's a bad shooting night because we've seen him make threes in the NBA. Um, and 7 for 20 overall, so not the best shooting night, but when he shoots well, he has 20. So... The thing that Blake Wesley, it seems like, needs to learn a little bit is, like I was saying, kind of in the Tony reference, he's just kind of scoring right now, just needs to learn the playmaking, which is maybe why they're going to keep him in Austin for a little bit longer than we expected, looking at these first two games. Just get some reps under him, get him, you know, ready to go, I'm sure. He's been out for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking a good way to end off this stream, Ethan, is doing some New Year's resolutions. Even though at the beginning of the show we talked about how they were dumb, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, we're let's do some New Year's resolutions for the Spurs roster. You down? Okay, I'm down. Okay, let's do it. Now I gotta find the Spurs roster. Well, I, I know some people off the top. I'll just start with Kevin or Kevin Keldon. My gosh, Kev- Kevin, Kevin, it's it's Keldon. No, it's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> John Sell. Anyways, it's the combination of their names. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Keldon Johnson, New Year's resolution. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin John Sell. It took me so long to understand why he was like John Sell. And I was like, oh, okay. It's the combination okay. of their names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. I was trying to recover from saying Kevin. Anyways. Did you have a. Yeah, what no, I was saying, oh, I was asking you. Yeah. Oh, but you want to meet a resolution okay, for Keldon. <laughs> yeah, I'll get mine <laughs> I after I was you. asking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Keldon's New Year's resolution. Um, let's see. I will shoot at least 38% from three-point land for the rest of this season. 
That is a good one. And he had a good... That was another thing we forgot to talk about about last night's game. He Four for five, early. and it looked like the shot was there. It looked way mm-hmm. more comfortable. Most uh, A couple that were contested, too, like really tough. Uh, hopefully, this is a step in the right direction for him. I think that's a great New Year's resolution. Um, hmm, let me think of something different. I will use my big body more. Because we've seen in over this last couple stretch, he's gone inside a little bit because he's playing the two to three now. He can a little bit easier matchup down low. He's had a little bit more of some post hooks, stuff like that. Um, I remember Sean was talking about that on the broadcast too a couple games ago. So just adding a little bit more to that bag. And it's not going to be the same as Devin where he's, you know, <laughs> looking like Kobe on some like step backs and stuff. But, yeah. you know, it, it, using his physical skills, um, you know, the, using a play style that matches that because we've seen him not expose showcase a little bit charles barkley light or fat lever yes (laughs) (laughs) a really obscure reference for the old heads fat lever (laughs) fat lever oh my gosh only the real 2k players know who fat lever Mm. is and the old heads like you said there we go let's see Uh, miles says I will shoot at least 10 threes per night for Keldon. The percentages will be what they will be for this year. Anything about 37% would be fantastic. That's a lot, but 37% on 10 threes a game would be pretty solid. Okay. Devin Vassell. I feel like this is a hard one because he's had such a good year. Hmm. I will play. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, I have no I have no argument. Um I will have a triple double by the end of this season. Okay. That's a good one. Because he's he's gotten really close. So yeah. there we go. Get a triple double in before the end of this year. Has I feel like I might have made I think before the season I made a prediction for Kelvin and I said he'd get one. And I don't think he's got one either, but both of them have got pretty close. Yeah. yeah. But for Devin, I feel like he has a better chance. I'm going to roll with him. Okay. Let's see. After that, we can go with Trey Jones. <laughs> Dylan says he's going to get a triple double three times this oh, year. I wouldn't mind <laughs> we that. We need him out Trey there. <laughs> Let's see. Trey Jones. I will good stuff, Miles. Trey Jones. I will average more than one steal a game from this point forward. How much is he like averaging that. now? Watch, he's got like yeah, imagine two point three. I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, I think he might I have, have more than that. one. Is the thing? All yeah. right, I'm I have two steals a game. I have two Let's steals see. a game from this point on. Yep, he's one point four. <laughs> okay, I will get to I will get to two steals per game by the that's end. Crazy. Of the that's crazy. He's that's something we I didn't realize. That's basically a steal and a half a game for Trey. Yeah, I should have looked at his stats that. first. I will get no. Let me change it. I will get to forty five percent right now. He's at forty four point one. I will finish the year at forty five percent. Let's change it to that. All right, I'll have one. This is I think going to be a little challenging, but I'm going to be a, ambitious here. It's it's not going to sound crazy, but I think it'll be challenging. I will okay. get I will finish the year at 30 above 32% from 3. I think he can do it. I'm, he's capable. It's going to be tough. He's at, he's at 29% right now, but I think he can get there too. 
All right. Who is somebody else on the Spurs roster? We need to do Dominic Barlow. No. Um, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, he probably won't play much on the Spurs this year, so we won't we won't do Dom Barlow. Um, but we can go with Romeo Langford. You can go next with him. Hmm. I will not go 0 for 6 ever again. <laughs> I will, oh I will not get zero points in a game that I start ever again. Let's do it that way. I will have, I will build consistency on offense. Okay. That's there you good. go. I like that. Because it's like all we need is like two of those, like even if he doesn't have as, as crazy of a game, just to, like after that 23 point performance, like just 14. You know, something, and, and that was the thing, uh, we can talk about Romeo here for a second, because Keldon was talking about that after his 23-point game in the post game. He was like, because they were around, they were in the same high school, like AAU circuit, because they were both top-tier guys coming out of high school, right? So they knew each other, even though they weren't in the same area, they kind of grew up going to the same camps, you know, EYBL, whatever it was. Um, and he was saying, he was like, Romeo in college and high school used to do this all the time. It, so you know, they have belief that he can, you know, drop 20 when he needs to. It's just, yeah. you know, kind of where is he at? It seems like that's kind of been the plight of his career so far. But the fact that the team believes in that ability, obviously they're going to talk positive about their guy, but it seemed pretty genuine that like they believed that he had the ability to do that. So if we can just build some consistency on offense, especially if we end up trading these guys. I, I, I think I was texting another friend, but it might have been you. You can tell me when I ask you this, but I was talking about, you know, say we trade Doug and Jay Rich, right? Potentially the backup lineup could be Blake Wesley, Malachi Branham, Romeo Langford, and then whoever we want to play at four, that can be Stanley, KBD or Roby, um, and Zach. Yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, we would need him to be a consistent scorer. Um, maybe, you know, I mean, obviously the L's are kind of inconsequential this year, but you would like to see consistency from him offensively. And he might get, you know, a consistent rotation role depending on what happens at the deadline. That's How about really Doug one. McDermott? Ooh, I will continue to up my trade value by shooting more than 40% from three. <laughs> Let's see where he's at right now. Is he at 40? I think he's at 41. Probably is. I'll get you some stats here in a second, Dylan, on uh, Dominic Barlow. Yes, he is at 41%, 41. Mm. 41.6. Let's get to 42. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. For me, for Doug McDermott. It's it's weird because he's shooting 40%. So it's like weird to say be more consistent. Um, but that's... Look I feel like we're not... More. I th I, that's a good way to describe it because, but, but also I feel like this is tying into him and Jay rich playing less kind of over this last stretch. Like I feel like Stanley Johnson and Malachi Branham are getting more staggered minutes. Right. And that's yeah. kind of taking away from both of them, which is leading into all the trade talk that we're talking about. Right. But it's, it's like, I almost can't fault him for that because it's just, we're playing other guys. You know what I mean? Like we're lessening his minutes. So he doesn't have as much of an opportunity to get in rhythm and find his shot. But that's what I would say. I'll, I'll still roll with that, but it's there's kind of an asterisk next to it because we're taking his minutes away, so kind of is what it yeah. is there. 
And he's one of those guys that really needs to play off somebody else, like a star. That's why he did, had his best year when he played next to Sabonis. You know, we don't have anybody like mm-hmm. that right now. Right, right. Getting to the Dominic Barlow stats, I know they're very, they're very coveted. And <laughs> on SSPN, <laughs> okay, uh, not the craziest game, but he. The thing is, like, when you watch Don Barlow, like he's first of all, he's nineteen. You know, um, he's turning twenty later this year. He had four points, five rebounds, two steals, but two for three. You know, didn't take a bunch of shots. Like if you watch him play, like he's not. He's just trying to be kind of a screen and roll, like not necessarily bassy, but like he, he's not really trying to do too much. So you kind of got to watch his tape more to see what he does well. But I like the five, I would like to see more rebounds out of him, but I like the five boards and the two steals because he's not really supposed to score. To me, he has the ceiling of like a Jackson Hayes. Like if he can eventually be at that caliber, because Jackson Hayes plays four and five, but he's also seven right. feet tall. How tall is Don Barlow? Six eleven? Six six ten, six nine. Six ten, six nine. Slender build, but also super strong for somebody. Actually, six ten. Six ten. That's that's what they have him on the Spurs depth or Spurs chart. I think he's got some pretty good upside. I was surprised he was undrafted. I I thought for sure somebody right. would pick him up in the draft. So for us to get him, that's like a gift. Um, so I don't know if I could see him. Uh, somebody somebody in the comments said he could give Zach a run for his money next year. Maybe I would be happy to see that because I think he's a little more physical than Zach and can maybe guard bigger players a little more consistently than Zach. Zach, Zach's strengths are offensive side. I know he's a shot blocker at times, but he's just such a slender build. And coming off that injury, he lost a lot of his muscle tone. So bigger guys kind of power through him. I, mean, I wouldn't mind giving Barlow those minutes, especially if we're going to be losing. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind that either. Um, I think this, we're, we're going to have to see. But the thing is, I think it, it all depends on his development. Like Don Barlow could not work out. But also, I think if he does work out, he's going to be a lot better than people are expecting. Um, yeah. Because he was in overtime elite. And a lot of the reason he was in overtime elite wasn't because he didn't want to go to college or whatever. It was because his family needed money. Like he's got a great story. And that's why the Spurs like picking him up. And that's why they released a video of him crying with his mom because he grew up with a single mom, like when he got that call, even though he went undrafted. Um, and that's the reason he's on a two-way too. So he's from a unique situation, but I think he's got a lot of potential and upside. Like he could, like you said, like maybe even, I don't know, I could maybe even be better than a Jackson Hayes because he's got some face-up stuff. He can stretch the floor. Um honestly, like. <laughs> I'm talking about this. It's eerily similar to Luka Doncic, or not Luka Doncic, my lord, Luka Samanich. Um <laughs> Not Luka Doncic. Dominic Barlow is not Luka Doncic, but Take Luka Samanich, but like a better, you know what I mean? One that works out, if you get what I'm saying. Like kind of that kind of skill set. He can stretch the floor, guard from the perimeter to the interior, play the four and five. Um you know, similar to Isaiah Roby, uh, but like higher ceilings than all those guys. I've always seen him in like, he's played in two Spurs games in like trash time. And then mm-hmm. I saw, I think I watched him in two Austin Spurs games this year. He doesn't do anything in like, he doesn't jump off the page per se, or jump off the screen right. rather. But minimal on his mistakes and really takes advantage of opportunities. Plays really hard fights for every loose ball, and physically is capable of doing a lot if he could just, you know, 
fine-tune some of his skill set. So hopefully down the line he works out because I really like this kid. Me too. And, 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 you know, another thing that he does sets really good screens, just does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So love that there. We're going to get back to the new year's resolutions, but I'm seeing a lot of comments I want to get to as well. So Dylan says, I'm a fan of sending out two guys and getting picks. I'm sure two guys he's alluding to, or Jay Rich and Doug, kind of what we've been talking about or somebody else. But I feel like that's pretty realistic with the way the season's going. Um, I think the Spurs should try to stockpile as much as possible for picks because we are not a desired destination. Yeah, I think that definitely through the draft for the Spurs is the way to go. And you alluded to that earlier. I am totally if if we can get picks for Jay Rich and Doug and then we're going to give those minutes to Blake, Malachi and Romeo. I'm not really mad at that. Me neither. I think that's really what the plan has been. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised at all if we wake up the morning before the trade deadline and it's they're both gone. We get maybe two protected picks out of it, maybe one and a half, like a second round or something. I don't know. I'll take any kind of draft capital for those two guys. I love them. If we were contending, right. they'd be great on our team. But at this point where we are, it's just it's not worth it. And hopefully we send them to some contenders like, yeah, so they can win some games, contribute, you know. Obviously, I know both of them like their like San Antonio a lot. Like Doug said in interviews, like he actually never wants to leave, which makes me feel sad. And Jay Ridge, yeah. we've talked about him so much. Like I love both of them, like you're saying, but it's just not, you know, right person, not the right time. Yeah, unfortunate. What do you think of I feel like we're not gonna trade Jakob. I know people are saying there's rumors, but I just I just don't like it's that's a I'll believe it when I see it type of thing. I think maybe we let him walk in free agency, which I know it's like, oh well then why wouldn't you trade him? But I feel like they're gonna keep him through the end of the year just to just because Pop is like, remember at the beginning of the year he was like, uh Jakob starting at center. We'll start we'll start with that. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. he's just the defensive anchor anchor. He kind of holds the glue together like you know, if obviously if we draft a big, you know, like and you let him walk, that's going to be an easier transition. But if we did that right now, like it would be ugly, ugly, ugly basketball, like that stretch that we saw earlier this year. And like when Trey went out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything that you just said. If there's going to be somebody that we don't trade, it's going to be Jakob Pertle. You know, he's a really terrific underrated center defensively. He's probably our best player. Um by far our best big <laughs> by far and away uh, i would say a top 10 center in the nba a lot of people might disagree with that but it is, it is what it is uh i wish i had a reason as to why we wouldn't trade him but the only reason i have is what you said pop likes him team likes him we'd be in bad shape without him and it feels like we'd like to keep him even if we do draft like victor Wembanyama. like i could see we could playing- keep him I could see them playing next to each other and backing each other up. I don't know. Like that's a start victory. Really obviously, good point. Jakob doesn't have like a big ego in my eyes. So I wouldn't, if he wants to stay in San Antonio, which I think he does, I don't think he'd have an issue mentoring a young Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, you know, that's another key thing with him. Obviously, once again, big caveat with him. It's like you got to win the lottery to get that. Yeah. But he could definitely play the four. Um, and the other thing that I was thinking about while you're saying that, it's like with the emergence of Charles Bassey, we actually have um, we have a contract next year like with him. Like we can offer him another. He may decline it, want to go into free agency. But at that point, I think he wants to be here. 
bless you. I didn't say that the first time. Thank you. That was so disrespectful. That's all right. Anyways. No worries. <laughs> the point is we have contract, um, basically contract ownership is, I guess, the way. We have a lot of leverage with Charles Bassey moving forward. That's what I'm trying to say here. And we also have leverage with Zach Collins because, remember, he's on that like weird like three-year team auction contract. So if we draft, if you win the lottery and get him, as much as it would suck, you can easily just decline Zach's player option, re-sign Jakob. There you go. And then, I mean, really, if you wanted to play, if you wanted to play Victor at the four full time, you know, yeah, at work, you could you could bring Bassy back too. You know, bring the yeah. whole three back. But we anyways, have nothing but those are fantasies. <laughs> yeah, literally, they are. We have to. So many things have to go right for that to happen. Right, right, uh, right. But we have the cap space to do it. And if for some reason all these things do happen and then Jakob, it doesn't, it doesn't work out or whatever, he's not going to be any less tradable next February 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll still be Jakob Pertl. Right, right. Tyler hopes that we re-sign Jakob this offseason. He says that he gives us a reliable defensive big to help our young core develop. It's not like we're signing any big free agents. Anyways. Exactly. Um, that, is, that is a very good point. Um, yeah, I would love to see Jakob back, but you know, in the only event that I would probably be like cool with it is if we get Wembenyama and let him walk. That would be the only like one word, but still, as we just talked about, there's a scenario where you could still resign him. Um, Miles also says that we still haven't seen what Jakob Keldon, Devin Trey and Sohan can do when they're truly trying to win. Um, obviously that'll be a long time down the line, but, but that's a really good point because, you know, and this is something we talked about. Uh, on the last post game and you you're seeing it around the league right now Larry Markinen in his last five games is averaging like 30 11 and five and he's been tearing it up all season for the jazz I know I can't think of another example off the top of my head right now but there's a lot like when you give up on these young players you know it's not always like sometimes it doesn't click until they're 25 you know or 26 it takes time you know like I think last episode I said not everybody's jaw um so I, I would, true. you know, I'd love to see what that looks like, but also I feel like the Spurs have, they have something up their sleeves and it, but it, 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 a lot of it, I think depends on this draft as we've kind of talked about throughout the show. But anyways, getting back to the new year's resolutions, we'll wrap up here. I'm trying to find the roster. <laughs> Some of these, it's going to be fun. Okay. We'll go with Zach, Zach Collins. I will continue to look for my shot. I will continue to be aggressive on defense. Very okay, good. next we got Sohan. I can't believe I didn't say him earlier. He's definitely like, you know, key piece. Each month I will continue to average more points. Hmm. I don't. I was about to say. I will learn. I will learn a lot every time I play Luka Doncic. <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> oh we my gosh! It's just, like when when you're watching Sohan, like who's done like played some pretty good defense against like some solid NBA scores, like All Star level players, and then you just see him just getting toyed with with Luka, and and that's that just ties into what we were talking about earlier. Like Luka is just so next level. Um, but I will go with. I will continue to 
hit threes on occasion. <laughs> like so he did last night. I know two and three though. Two for three, baby. Yeah, he's doing well. He did well last night. <laughs> Look, he just needs to keep having have keep having those games just, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. Look, we got to oh, be yeah. patient with him. But free throw form, look, all the memes and everything, it's awesome. It's working. Yeah. It's working. And that's that's what matters. Our man, Birkin Altenik, or Altenok, says, Romeo has to be unleashed. Pop needs to give him the go-ahead to attack. In all caps. I think he has. I think, <laughs> he had 23 the other night. See, we just yeah. need to, okay, we're, we need to give him 40 minutes. New Year's resolution for Pop. Yeah, <laughs> Just I, I'm, all for, I'm all for. I'm all. I think we're both all for Romeo going. Hey, for I was saying right. No, exactly off the bench. That's what I'm saying. Give him a full yeah. rotation spot after we trade the other guys for picks. Okay, somebody else. We're getting down to the nitty gritty of the roster here. Okay, Jay Rich. This is so tough because it's he's probably yeah. going to be gone. Uh. I will be more consistent as a playmaker uh, off the bench. <laughs> Gosh. I will support the Spurs uh, and be a great teammate for as long as I'm still here. I will have, I will post an, uh, uh, an appreciation Instagram post for the Spurs when they trade me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Poor Jay Rich, man. Oh, I like, I want him to get more minutes because he was playing so good at the beginning of the, like last year, yeah. this, at the beginning of the year. It's like, oh, it's so obvious. Okay. Now here's a little fun duo. <laughs> we'll start with KBD. Mm. Uh, I'll continue to, to usher waters diligently to the guys that are playing. No, I'm just joking. I will, I will shoot, <laughs> I will shoot. Uh, I will play against LeBron again and drop at least 10. How about that? There you go. I For KBD, I will be more of a consistent three-point shooter. There we go. If he ever gets okay. to play again. Right, right. And, and next on, uh, speaking of that theme, Isaiah Ropey. <laughs> I will break the rotation. No, I will. Oh gosh, Isaiah Ropey. I will be more consistent <laughs> on the team, defensively. Baby. Yeah. That's just something generic. <laughs> no, but like the thing is though, like that actually it's true him. though. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I like awesome. that, 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 that thing, like from when we've seen him. Um, uh, I will randomly find my way onto next year's roster. There we go. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> Okay, that someone who actually gets minutes in the G League and on the actual team, Charles Bassey. Mm. I will, when playing for the San Antonio Spurs, I will be more aggressive finding my low post shot. I will get in the low post like more often and actually try and score. I will have, I will, if I... If my game was controlled by 2K ratings, I would need my hands to go from a 50 to an 80 because there's been times on passes and like rebounds and stuff where you uh, just drop the ball, you know. For sure. Yes. So 
and, and that's a very little thing because everything else he does is really solid. He caught a lob today. He had a putback dunk in the Austin game today. Um, I didn't even did I read his? Yeah, I did. Fourteen and nine, right? Six for six in thirty-two minutes, two blocks. Love to see that. Um, okay, now who else do we have here? Okay, Blake Wesley, and then we're gonna get to like the real memes. Yeah, yeah we are <laughs> Blake Wesley. All right. When I get him, come back to the Spurs, I will average four to five assists per game. That's bold. But I if they give him the will. opportunity, he'll have it. Yeah. I will develop my playmaking. It's yeah. literally it. Like, that's all. Um, okay. We'll, we'll go with Stanley Johnson because, like, he actually Here plays too. I will get into a fight. Okay. That's all I want. What reasoning? <laughs> reasoning for him specifically. He is big and strong, and he's big and strong, and it wouldn't be a big deal if he got ejected. I just really want some. And he talks. He talks, and he gets okay. chippy out there. So I'd like to see him actually get into a scuffle. Probably our first scuffle of the season. I want a scuffle. We never get into scuffles. <laughs> We never have the malice at the at the AT and T center. We always just have like <laughs> we don't have. Uh, who do we need to fight people? Manu would fight people sometimes. Hmm. And they, you know, they push and shove. I'm, I'm talking. I want like a real brouhaha. I want to hear that guy. What's no, uh, what's his I, name? We need Keldon and Stanley to impose their big bodies and scuffle. There we go. <laughs> I, I I need a Toot. scuffle. I need some jostlers. I need some jostling going on. You need you need Stanley to get a fight. Oh my gosh. Um, the thing, like, he doesn't really do anything bad. Like, he just plays his role perfectly. I don't really have any criticisms. Continue to yeah. do what you're doing. There you go. That's his new New Year's resolution. That's a really good one. All right. Now, here is the most important New Year's resolution of the entire team. Gorgie yeah. <laughs> I will continue to stand up and clap when our guys get a fast break dunk. <laughs> I will have a 10 point game in straight garbage time minutes at some there point. There we go. <laughs> I'll get a double double before the season's over. How about that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Well, I think that was a great way to end this, Ethan. I see some other comments. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Miles is here just to end this off. What is Stanley's true position? Because I think this is a good question. Um, so he's six six two forty five. I think we're mainly gonna play him at the four and the three. And yeah. usually, I know we talked about six six being a problem in the past, but we were talking about the Jay Crowder comparison earlier, and I think that's right on the money. And just because he's two forty five. And he's athletic and has a vertical. He's actually able to match up size wise. Like there's there's a big difference between being six six two twenty like Kelvin was, and then being two forty five. Like that's another twenty five pounds. Yeah. So that that actually allows you to like bang down low a little bit. Um, so <laughs> right. Um, but it, but the thing is, because of his shooting and his perimeter defense, he's able to play the the three two. But I would say he's a four. Oh my gosh, I don't know who this is. Thoughts on GJ Kinney. Shout out to Ooh. Texas State. But uh yeah, incarnate word coach going to the Bobcats. Uh oh, is it that is? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
they, they just almost like went to the uh, FCS national title too. I could go on a whole rant on that. But um, anyways, good pickup, more faith that it seems like I've had in a while, but also not holding my breath because it's Texas State. We, we got to see the wins first, but he seems very promising. But one of my friends grounded me recently and it's like, yeah, no, I, I definitely shouldn't be like full belief yet because you just got to see it. And also they need a practice facility like they need to not be practicing at the local high school, like mm. <laughs> when, whenever the, it storms, like they need a hundred yard indoor facility like the rest of Division One football. But anyways, go ahead, Ethan. Can I get a eat him up? Eat him up? Eat him up? You're going to get a beat him up, Texas State. Oh, Go my Bobcats, gosh. Baby. The, the the Bobcats. Uh, Go Cats. <laughs> That's what I started to do. <laughs> Go Cats, baby. Uh, <laughs> you started, like, barking. <laughs> Even though it's, like, it's a dog. Yeah, it's a, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, Miles would say, to, to talk about the Spurs, Miles asks, so he backs up Sohan primarily. Um, <laughs> I yeah. would, I would, I would say, I would say so. I, they, they mainly play them at the four. So yeah, but sometimes they switch in some other guys. They've been, they've been experimenting with lineups lately, but anyways, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope that you guys have had a great new year's day and we hope that you're off to an awesome start to your 2023. We'll have more SSPN lives. Come hang out with us tomorrow. I don't even remember who the Spurs are playing, but they have a game tomorrow. Let me actually look that up before it ends. Um, Let's see. Oh, the Nets. We're at 630. Oh. Who are on an 11-game win streak and looks like contenders finally? So handle. Nothing better. Nothing, nothing better than coming off Luca and getting KD. Hey now. Pause. <sighs> you got me twice, man. All right. We'll catch <laughs> y'all later. I think that's a great end. No. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoy the content. As always, we really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT if you want to watch the show there and follow our Twitters as well just to stay updated with the show. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all in the next one and see you tomorrow. Peace.